Welcome back to Designing Business with Kate Bell from BDAV. Designing Business will unpack business problems common to our industry and provide you with a few tips and tricks along the way. If you're not an IT guru or an early tech adopter, it's really hard to know the best technical applications and project management tips to run an efficient business. With a new technology being introduced to the market daily, how do you know which tools are the best for your business? Todd Pierce joins me today for our third episode of Designing Business. Todd has worked in the design industry for 25 years and started out as an industrial designer. Now Todd works for a design construction company managing large design projects. Todd Pierce, welcome to Designing Business. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. So Todd, tell us what makes you tick. What brought you to the design world? I guess in one way or another, I've always been in the design world. If I look at it from a hindsight perspective, I was very interested in designing things even as young as third grade, so I guess eight years old. Um, I used to tinker with all manner of things, models, as a young boy, and then went to creating lots of cubby houses and little forts and things with hard rubbish I found on the street when I was growing up in Asia. So, Todd, you started your own business 25 years ago, TCP and Co. What technology advancements have been crucial in the success of running your business? In terms of technology, I have to say I've seen a lot change. I've gone from drafting on drafting boards to brochures in the mail and going to trade shows to get information, meeting with suppliers, getting hand-drawn details and so forth. So, without question... The internet has made an enormous difference. In some of my first jobs, I used to have to manage the whole product library and those entire walls of shelving that I would just keep up to date with all the latest stuff, partly because I was really interested in it and partly because my memory for it was pretty good. So whenever projects came around that needed something, I'd go, yeah, I've seen something like that a couple of months ago. But that's really out of the window now. With the internet, anything you need is really quick to get. You can cut and paste it. You can snip it you can find lots of details. So I think technology has really helped give people a lot of really detailed and probably more to the point, up-to-date information. In the old days of brochures, they've just been trying to get rid of the last 10,000 brochures and it could be a bit old and they've changed their details. So I have to say, without a doubt, internet and increases in speed and the amount of information that's available on the internet is just made a huge, huge difference. I think the other thing is portable computing. I think things like iPads, tablets, laptops, the portability of those devices and being able to access emails on the run and and do it well. The, the screens are good. You can really see images and you can see details as and when you need them. So those sorts of tools have transformed, I think, a lot of industries and particularly ours. So it is really challenging running a business. There is so much going on that you need to stay on top of. Finances, business management and the client's work. What are some of the general challenges in your day-to-day work that you think can be solved by technology? I'd probably start by saying that technology really enhances your ability to be able to do your work. It doesn't, in my view, ever solve it as an out-of-the-box solution. So I think I'd probably start by saying that anything that you can do to be accurate save time and keep good records is where you need to start and those challenges can certainly be addressed with technology. It's just a matter of finding the right technology to suit your needs. 
So obviously you've been in the industry for 25 years. You would have been around in the time that it transitioned from the drafts board to um, the CAD tools. How did you find that transition and, and has it really made your life easier? Yeah, it's a really good question, actually. It's the, the CAD systems certainly bring a whole level of accuracy to the table that wasn't there originally. It has enabled people, once it, something is fed into the CAD system, you can change things rapidly, you can see lots of options, and the ability to just output on an epic scale is far beyond the hand-drawing days. The But what I have noticed is that on old projects that I've seen in offices, wherever I've worked, they used to build houses, for example, with just maybe two, three pages, and that was all the information they needed, whereas now to get a project across the line with less than maybe 20 pages is almost unheard of. So in solving these challenges, how important are project management tools in running an efficient business? At the beginning of any project, you really have to understand the process and you have to understand how long it's going to take you to do work. And it's not just necessarily physically how long it will take you, but if you have to do some some work for, say, eight hours worth of work, it may take you two weeks to get to it and you may be relying on other people as well. So fundamental to any project is really understanding how long everything's going to take, what needs to occur and in what order it needs to occur. So a plan is essential. So whatever project management tools you choose to use, and there are certainly some programs that will offer to do that, they're really only as good as a person who has established how best to manage that project in the first place. So you, you won't get anything straight out of the box. Someone won't have a project planner that is exactly what you need. All you have to do is fill in a few details and it will run the project for you. It just doesn't happen. So I'd encourage people to understand exactly what they do, spend a fair bit of time mapping out their process and then keep good records of how long it actually takes in real time so that you can make more accurate plans for projects further down the track. So one of the queries we get from members all the time is, can you recommend us a project management tool? And it's really interesting. We always do a call out and we come back with 20, 30 responses. Um, and nobody's ever said, this is the bee's knees. This does works for me perfectly. Um, everyone's got a bit of feedback. Is, is there one that you prefer above the other just to sort of help our listeners out? I really can't. I, it doesn't surprise me at all that that's feedback that you're getting. It's exactly what I'd expect. I think you need to really try to identify what the problems are that you're having and then seek out the technology or the applications or a process that will fix that in your specific instance. So one of the things I have done and continue to do is I've set up a quite a detailed spreadsheet and at the beginning of every project, and obviously I'm starting from a template with lots of options, I will plan the entire project out right from the start to the finish and I just pay particular attention to where the, the pressure points are in any project. So obviously certain things have to have occurred before you can move on with other things. So what's really interesting by plotting this out, and I recommend people do this in their own projects, in their own business if they haven't done so already, is what you may find is what you think will take 
say, two months to accomplish, when you look at the actual timeline and how long it will take and when things have to happen, you may well find that in the first week, you have to have had six meetings and get everything off to all sorts of people in order to actually get it back in time for when you need it. So if you've got a block of work that needs to be done, you may think you've got a certain amount of time to do it, but on more analysis, you might find you have to do a lot at the very beginning, which may not be possible. You could be surprised. Take a look. So I've just come back from four days leave um, to a mountain of emails. What are your tips for dealing with email management? Yeah, another good question. You hear it a lot in offices and just general business space, how people are just being bombarded with email. Certainly the ease in which someone can quickly whip out an email and hit send to 10 people is part of the technology challenge and the world that we live in. My personal strategy for email is I organise my email and my inboxes into lots of categories. So I've got all of my various projects very clear where I package up all my emails, mainly so that when I get 400 emails, I don't all get lost in my inbox. Another comment that we get from people is, oh, don't send emails because it's much better just to talk to someone on the phone. I have fairly robust conversations with people from time to time on this because I do understand the point that talking to people is more friendly and perhaps it's more free-flowing, and I think that's absolutely something that people need to do. However, emails, in my view, particularly for project management, are really necessary to audit a project process. And what's critical with emails, again, in my view, is that using things like bullet pointing everything that you want to say, and if you've got any questions, bullet point them as well. That encourages people to respond directly to what you're trying to get. So you can use email to really work for you rather than it being conversational, wishy-washy. It's it's not a conversation. It's a tool for documenting. It's a tool for getting the answers you need. And probably the only other thing I'd say is try to separate your emails out into main topics. So if you are pursuing an engineer or you're pursuing some other specific issue on a project, Use that as a title heading. Don't cloud it with other bits of information. Just stick to that. If you need to send three emails with different subject headings, do that. That means that when it comes back to looking over the information, getting what you need quickly, it's now working for you rather than just a sea of conversation that really is difficult to manage. And that really is critical in the design process, making sure you document in detail, not only in the drawings, but all the conversations that happen with clients, consultants. 100%. I mean, people don't like the administration now in terms of keeping track of their own time and when did something happen and when didn't, whose, I'll say loosely, fault is it? it. Often that's not really the issue. It's just a matter of trying to understand the process. And you may also find that this will work back into your project plan when you realise that the time it actually takes for some of these things to resolve is a lot greater than what you might think. Designers obviously need to work collaboratively with colleagues and other stakeholders, and sometimes that's difficult when everyone's based in different locations. Do you have any recommendations for our listeners on tools or programs that can assist designers in working collaboratively? Absolutely. Although I'd probably answer it more that the solution is a, is more a concept rather than a specific tool or program. And the concept really is whatever you can do to avoid double-handling information, planned markup, markups, revisions, is really going to pay dividends in the long run. So what I mean by that is everyone remembers the old days of you 
get something sent to you by email, you print it out, you mark it up, you then have to scan it, you save it somewhere, then you email it to someone, then you've got to keep notes of all of that. It's really time consuming and you end up with an epic amount of paper and an epic amount of emails, all of which we've been talking about trying to avoid. So the key to this at the moment in terms of what's available really is cloud sharing. And essentially what that means is anyone in your team, doesn't matter where they are in the world, doesn't matter what time zone they're in, doesn't matter what computer they're using, they can adjust the documents, save them, shoot them straight up to the cloud, and everyone else in your team gets them. This can include your clients, it include any of your stakeholders, third-party consultants, and so forth. So probably what I'd recommend the most is when you start to work like this, you will save a lot of time where you can open something up, a PDF, you can mark it up on your tablet using your pencil, whatever you need to do, hit save, bang, it's gone. So when you're looking at technology, the winners in this will be the people who are really offering a lot of cross-platform compatibility. So any program or app that you are using that in your specific industry or area within the industry, if it can be compatible with you know the Dropboxes, iClouds, OneDrives, Google Drives, all of these names, you're going to be in really good shape. So I'd say look for the broadest cross-platform compatibility in any of the applications and technology tools you choose to look at. So what about client deadlines? Managing competing deadlines is always a challenge. Do you have any tools that help prioritise work and manage conflicting deadlines? I'll probably go back to one of my earlier answers on that one. I think a thorough understanding of your business, your project process, and a constant tracking of real times is the number one way to, to manage your time. There are many programs that offer that sort of service, framework, for example, they're largely based on predetermined inputs that someone has had to program in. But every project's a bit different. So if you are relying on it to be the same every single time, you're probably not in the design and construction business. <laughs> so I think you're, you're better off really understanding your process, setting up your timeline at the beginning, your project plan, and just keep tracking it as often as possible. At the end of the project, spend a little bit of time to debrief yourself on it, see where things didn't go according to plan, learn from that, and then keep feeding that back into your project plan so that you can be more accurate each and every time. I read an article the other day about the need to have a long-term technology plan alongside your business plan. As we all know, slow and inefficient devices can be disruptive to workers and result in low productivity. What are your thoughts about this? Yeah, interesting perspective. It's a tricky one to say to have a long-term anything in technology. I think technology moves so quickly that you have to be fairly agile. So I guess what I would say to that is you really need to keep an open mind about what's available. So don't just say, oh, that sounds all too complicated. We don't want to do that or that's not the way we do it. So you need to keep open-minded to try and understand what the various software houses and technology houses are offering and how that might be able to apply to your business. And that's not to say that just because something can be done with a piece of tech or a, an app that it should be done or it needs to be done, or in fact, that it will even help you to do what you need to do. So you need to be both open-minded, but agile enough that you can, if you see an opportunity that's really going to address issues that you have, that you can then move on to that. So I think definitely you have to have a technology plan 
of some description and certainly need a bit of budget. But I don't think you can plot out where you want to be in 18 months or three years because by the time you get there, you'll be so far behind that it really isn't a plan at all. I think the other thing I would suggest is if you have a problem that you're specifically trying to solve, it's a pretty good idea just to jump on the internet, start to search for your problem and just see what comes back because you could be surprised that there are, whilst you might not really have in mind what a solution could be, if you just throw it out there, there could be a lot of people actually already working on that and there could be bits and tips and ideas and maybe some technology apps or hardware that can really address that for you. So keep an open mind, keep some budget in there, move quickly when you need to, but don't just because something can do something say, oh, we better get it because that's the latest and greatest because that may not be the right answer for you. So Todd, just to wrap up, what's your one piece of advice in regard to the use of tech? I think the key thing is let it be organic. I don't think that trying to plan super specifically every part of your technology needs. I think when we're working in such a busy and changing environment where there's lots of technology keeps coming out, hardware updates, software updates, I think you just need to stay agile, let it grow organically. You don't want people that you work with or even yourself to be so overwhelmed trying to learn how to use new things if they're completely foreign. So I think it's good to have a an ongoing and organic sort of morphing of your technology and the way that you carry out your business rather than trying to make massive wholesale changes because you might find that's pretty unsettling. So Todd, thanks so much for sharing your experience and knowledge on designing business. Listeners, be sure to check out Todd's article on our website, news.bdav.org.au. To our listeners, BDAV would like to thank you for joining us again today. And if you have any technical questions, feel free to call the office if you're a member. This is Designing Business with Kate Bell.